I don't feel so good. Hey yo, welcome back, friends. We're back in Madness Pod, episode 23, part two of Cloverfield. It's Sean the Butcher. I'm here with Vertebrae 33. How's it going? How's it going, Sean? How you doing? When we last left you, you were in the subway. Oh, oh, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. I love that we're covering this movie. I love that we you brought up to do this movie because I've just been like sitting here patiently waiting. A uh, great way to start off 2024, I think. Um, this is exactly where I wanted. I can't wait for we have our next two movies laid out. You, you don't even know what's coming in Madness Family. You have no idea. Um, oh, man, I got nervous for a second when you say you don't know what's coming. I was like, do I know what's coming? And then I kind of <laughs> forgot. I kind of forgot the other I get so deep into the movie that we're doing. Watched the movie three two or three times. Watch it once with commentary, once without. Watch the extras on the on the 4K, which I don't know why I needed this on 4K, right? It's shot like like on a handy cam, but anyway, the sound was tremendous. And um and then I watched the sequels as well slash prequels whatever they are and so i'm fully immersed in this cloverfield world for this deep dive that we're doing and excited to find out and uh some other tidbits that we can talk about when we get into it but we were left last in the in the subway Yes. Well, we want to hear from our Id Madness family. If you have been watching along, if you've been listening along for our past year, or if you are new here from all throughout the world, we are on the socials at In Madness Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook threads, hit us in the mail sack, in madnesspod at gmail.com on the next episode, which will be 23.5 of our ridiculously numbered theme system. We will be deeping uh, diving deep into our mail sack to read your emails and to read your reviews, whether they be positive or negative about any part of in madness, anything we've spoke about, anything you think we should uh, have brought to our attention, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can watch these podcasts as well as listen to them. Sometimes we got cool mugs and cool toys. You can see my new stress donut that I got for Christmas that I keep at my desk for when I get stressed as hell uh yeah we got lots of cool things here make sure you subscribe to the in madness spotify playlist this is like two and a half hours of just gold that we have just amazing songs with samples from these movies or any inspiration from it i added like four new songs off the exorcist movie we recently did alone uh you need to check out the in madness playlist on spotify Excuse me, I just had two Oreo cookies. I'm still eating that Christmas candy. Uh, happy In Madness Monday. If you are listening on In Madness Monday, when we put out these brand new episodes every single week, a new episode because your boys, Sean and Vertebrae, are not going to skimp you on this weekly entertainment. Thank you for listening on the ride to work or on the ride home from work or wherever you're doing, hiding away from your family in your basement or your attic, just getting some goddamn peace to yourself for a little bit and uh, tell your <laughs> friends spread the madness uh tell everybody you know about in madness pod um we want everybody to be in and included on the fun and yes like you said vertebrae we last left you trapped in the subway the shit has hit 
the fan. The uh, monster has attacked. Uh, the uh, No one knows a thing about what's going on. There's an explosion. Statue of Liberty's head came flying down the street. Brooklyn Bridge has been destroyed. Rob's brother is dead. Uh, he got crushed by the monster's tail. All out mayhem. And now we have our surviving main characters. And I feel really bad for Rob's brother. Because Rob is so focused on Beth. He doesn't... There's not a moment of sorrow for his brother at all. He just... That's Lily's Beth, problem. Beth. Yeah, yeah. He just He moves on so quick. And listen, the pacing of this movie is such that you're not going to have a long scene where he's going into his feelings about this. But, man, he's... He's so focused on Beth and his, I mean, he grew up with his brother, like could care less. Well, Beth, care less. Beth is trapped in her apartment. Part of the wall fell on her, uh, but we have HUD, Rob, Lily, and Marlena. They're on their way to rescue Beth because she is trapped in her apartment and her voicemail begged Rob to help her. They're on their way to save her. Our characters are stuck in the middle of a crossfire between the army. They're in the streets with tanks, rockets, guns firing away right there, right in front of us for the first time. We get a crystal clear shot of the monster, this long arm leg creature with sharp teeth. Uh, the kids run into the subway. They get away from this warpath. They're trapped now. There's an explosion that blocked the entrance to the subway they ran into. So for the time being... They are safe. They're trying to figure out how the hell do we get out of the subway? Above them, we hear the army shooting the ever-loving crap out of this monster. They sit in the subway. They're bummed. And Rob gets a phone call. It's his mom. Mm. Now he has to break the news to her that Jason is dead. Brutal. Later on, Hud's talking to Marlena, telling her he feels he should say something to Rob, but he doesn't know what. Marlena's bummed because she wasn't even supposed to be at the party. She was supposed to meet up with other friends. Hud apologizes, and we overhear commotion. Rob and Lily. Lily telling him it's a bad idea. Hud and Marlena go to check it out. Rob's looking at the map. We can just walk the train tracks. Oh, and these this was filmed. So this part wasn't filmed in New York. This was just um, in, in another building where they almost like this loading dock where they actually had trains come through it. So the tracks are there, but it's a small section of track. So keep that in mind when they're filming this. Apparently, they would just walk in one direction and film and then stop the camera and walk in the other direction and film and just kind of keep going back and forth because it's only a small section that they have. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Uh, Marlene is not stoked about this idea. Rob is like, it's either that or stay here. There's silence between them. And HUD goes, I'll walk the tunnels. And immediately above them, we hear this loud explosion. It's either the beast walking or a missile hitting it or something. And it, but immediately after he says, I'll walk the tunnels, all the lights go out like a doom tone, like the beginning of every episode of In Madness Pod. Uh, it just lets us know that like this is a bad idea. Yeah, and also, all right, okay, so we get into this when we go into these movies. Are you doing this, Rob? Are you going with him to get Beth? 
I was going to ask you at what point. Uh, <laughs> this is my right way. So I have here, and they walk the tunnels. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It's totally blacked out. The whole train tunnel, you can see nothing. And then in quotes, vertebrae, how far are you into this plan? Where are you right now? I, 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 I This sounds awful. I don't even know the need to like why is marlena sticking around she barely knew anybody i'm so gone if i'm marlena i would say i'm not invested in it at all jason's girlfriend okay maybe a little bit more invested hud that's that's his best buddy but i think if i'm marley if i'm the character of marlena i was gone a long time ago like there's why why what what do we do now we're gonna go also i don't know where i would go Right. If you're above ground, there's buildings crumbling, things are breaking, there's monster or monsters running around. You're not sure about it. What's going on? Nobody has signals to to hear from anyone else. No one knows what's happening. Inside my heart of hearts, I feel like being underground is probably the worst idea. At least I feel like I have a puncher's chance if I'm above ground and I can see things in the distance. And granted, not a lot of open space in Manhattan, but I, I don't know. Try to f- figure it out a little bit better than j- just now getting trapped underground. When would they even get to you if you get trapped? They're, well, that we know by the end of the movie, they would never get to you. Mm. That would be it. So I don't know. What about you, Sean? Are you... Uh- I, I'd have bailed after the, the the bridge came down. It was like, where where do I got to go with the army? Where's the army guys? I'm going with the army guys. They got missiles. Yeah. They got rockets. Uh, sorry, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone wants to be the hero until uh, the monster comes stepping on you. So who the hell knows? Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm gone. I think I'm gone. I'd have probably ended yeah, up like Marlena, just getting bit and then exploding. Spoiler alert. Yeah, or whatever the hell happens. Yeah, I think it is an explosion, but yep. Uh, Huzz says there's a light on the camera. They turn it on. They get a little light. They walk the train tunnels like the Ghostbusters. Hud begins talking about how big the ocean is. A couple of years ago, they found a fish in Madagascar they thought was extinct. Mm -hmm. Rob asks if the thing was in the ocean the whole time and nobody noticed. Hud says maybe it erupted from an ocean trench. For all we know, it's from another planet and it flew here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe Hud is on to something. Rob is bummed about the last thing he said to Beth when he was mean to her at the party. Lily comforts him. She says if only he heard some of the things that she said to his brother, Jason. Rob says, but Jason knew you loved him. Hmm. Movie has it all. Love, horror, monsters, missiles, destruction, violence. How can you not love Cloverfield? Hud goes, remember years ago when that guy was lighting homeless people on fire in the subway? Mm. (laughs) Everyone's like, Jesus, bad conversation topic. Yeah. (laughs) Hud's like, I'm sorry, but I can't stop thinking about how scary it'd be if a flaming homeless guy came out of the dark right now. Yeah, maybe I'm HUD in this situation. So (laughs) he seems like good company to have in this crappy scenario. Maybe if I was with him, I'd be like, HUD, shut your goddamn mouth. But as an onlooker, I'm like, man, I'm rooting for HUD. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the fun quickly stops. 
when they hear a clanging noise at the far end of the dark tunnel. They stop. What was that? They walk and Marlene is like, oh, my God, nasty as rats, dozens, hundreds, thousands of rats come scurrying out of the dark. And they ask the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. They're all running in the same direction. What are they running from? <laughs> the, the, and the exact number of running rats is 20. There were 20 oh, trained, it's not thousands? Uh, 20 trained rats. Wow. That they made very, but they kept filming it over and over and using them over and over. And they made them very dirty looking. And apparently, these rats were called the best rats in the business. And they were the rats used on Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so, so it was a big deal. They have this, a resume. Yeah, this movie. And they would set up these cages and they would have them run. And they would put like a snack and some Gatorade in there for them. And they would just all take off and one run into the cage and then they'd film them again. And but they made them all dirty, you know, the, these cute rats, super clean. And then they made them all dirty and dusty and, and had them just run in this small area and did an amazing job with filming it to make it look like it's a lot of rats. But it was 20 and they're the best rats in the business or were the best rats in the business. So they were the opposite of Black Phillip in The Witch. Yeah, yes. Black Phillip has been retired because yeah, he was a real bastard. I heard. Yeah, he was so mean. Uh, they get really scared. They start walking faster until, in the darkness, we hear a shriek. They get creeped the hell out. They stop in their tracks. Hud looks into the darkness and he's like, "I don't see anything, but you can hear it. We, mm -hmm. the audience, can hear these bug noises, this clicking. It's this gross kind of insect noise." Luckily. They remember the camera's got night vision. Why wouldn't it? Hooray. Rob clicks it on, and behind him, climbing on the fucking ceiling, are these enormous bug goblin monsters. The <laughs> ones that were falling on the TV earlier and attacking the army guys. And now the chase is on. Run, 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 run. HUD is screaming. They're running. They're screaming. They're panicking. And Lily gets jumped by a monster. Rob kicks it off. One attacks headfirst right at the camera, making this awful, disgusting noise. It attacks HUD. Marlena comes to his rescue with a pipe and beats the thing over the head. And then another one attacks Marlena, making this awful. It's like a Donald Duck, like, like this gross kind of sound. Uh, and when she gets hit, blood splatters all over the camera. And the thing is just chewing on her back for a second. They kind of look like the aliens from Starship Troopers. Yeah, and they and it feels very aliens this part where they're crawling up on the ceiling and and everything too. Um there are we'll get into it at the end. There are a few monster cameos in this in this movie that are spliced in and we can talk about them towards the end. Um and one of them kind of relates to this scene a little bit, but Ooh, interesting rob and hud kick the monster off they grab marlena and run they find an exit they try to close the door but one of these creatures sticks its face beak mouth thing in between the door and they gotta beat it away to close the door and the camera cuts and it cuts to rob and beth arriving at coney island mm. and then it cuts back to them trapped in this room they're breathless they're attacked they're bleeding they're in bad shape hud's wiping blood off the camera he takes a look at Marlena's back, and there is this chomp mark, like this mouth bite 
this mm. chunk of flesh missing from her back. It is nasty. She's in bad shape. They break into the vending machine. They get her water to wash the wound. No one else is bitten. Just Marlena. Which is crazy unto itself that all that happened in the dark. And we're lucky that they're so easy to sort of beat up these little parasites for all their chompers and all their legs and eyes and everything. They're like the Foot Clan. Yeah, they're pretty easy. They're like, uh, what's your thing? They're like stormtroopers. Yeah, these are the stormtroopers. Oh, there it is. There's our first Star Wars. <laughs> well, J.J. Abrams worked on A Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, so we already had that. But yes, there you go. There's uh, and they're um, they're the parasites living on uh, Clover or Howard. What did you want to name him? You wanted to name him Howard? Henry? Henry? Harry? Um, I don't know. Harry. So dare dare I say they have a symbiotic relationship, which would also be from phantom menace so there's your second star wars uh reference we got them both out right now so we can move forward breathe uh hud thanks marlena for saving his ass the guys try to find another way out rob wants to head up hud says so we die here we die in the tunnels or we die in the streets and they're all like yep pretty much rob wants to go up and look around they find an exit from the room they're in and they go back to the street they head up to a shopping center and there's this bright ass light shining inside the store They go inside, they're creeping around. HUD talks to Marlena and she's stopped. Are you okay? And she's like catatonic. Her eyes are fluttering. She looks like me moments before I passed out at the Sanguisugabog show. (laughs) You should have had the military there to help you. She gets her wits about her. She says she's okay to move on. Army dudes pop out and they rush them. They pushed them into this containment area. Rob tells the army dudes, uh, we got a friend trapped in Columbus Circle. And the guy goes, that is not where you want to be right now. Mm. Whoa. Lily asks what it is, uh, what's out there? The army guy's like, if they know, they ain't telling me. Just like on your poster. But whatever it is, it's winning. Mm -hmm. Sick line. He opens up his containment sheet to the inside of the mall shopping center that has been turned into an infirmary. There are injured army dudes everywhere. Dudes in hazmat suits pass by HUD with a body on a gurney, and he gets a clear shot of it. And the whole middle of this dude, his guts are ripped out like they just ate out his entire midsection. Or his midsection exploded like alien. Mm-hmm. In the background, we hear a guy say F-18s are armed and ready on their way. Another army dude comes in and yells, rack them and pack them, we're phantom in 15. Rob's begging for help. They say there's nothing they can do and shove the camera out of their face. They cut to HUD filming all this chaos happening in the infirmary, and they wheel past one of these dead little goblin creatures in this glass containment case. Mm-hmm. Rob and they standing. built those, Sean. They those built are so sick. Practical so they, effects. So here's the thing, though. Right when you said that, though, they did film when they were being tacked in the subway with the actual practical effects, and it just didn't look right. So they changed it to CG, but they built them, but they were still good to have on set for people to react to and know what and know what they were. It just kind of didn't work when they actually used them to, to attack them. So they did kind of all that CG, but pretty cool looking. I love him. Uh, Rob standing there pleading with the army to help him find Beth. Marlena says, HUD. He turns the camera to her and she's bleeding from the eyes mm-hmm. and says, I don't feel so good. An army lady runs up, grabs Marlena by the arm and screams, 
bite. We've got a bite. And all fucking hell breaks loose. So they already have a system for this, Sean. So I don't know how much time has passed, but they've already got this down. Like, hey, you get bit by one of these other bugs and something really awful is going to happen to you. They're getting this down very quickly. Very quickly. We're within. What are we within when this first? thing happens probably this within... an hour probably 40 minutes probably a half hour but in there no time, it's know, got it's got to be a few hours I think, well yeah and now an hour time yeah yeah in their time i have no idea probably like a couple a few, of hours five hours they... maybe well less. let's think at the end they're in daylight oh it's 6 a.m i think it's almost 6 a.m at the end too so it's yes. probably like so it's just like three in the morning maybe nothing good happens at three in the morning no that's when everything gets scary uh machines are rapidly beeping dudes in hazmat suits are grabbing marlena screaming get her into quarantine they pull her away hud lily and robert screaming where are you taking her hud's filming and we see marlena spit up blood there is massive commotion you want to talk about intense my blood is racing and my hair is standing up People are yelling, screaming, pulling Marlena. They pull her into this quarantine area, and all we see is her silhouette. And during all this yelling and screaming and beeping, we see hazmat dudes grab, I guess, each one of her arms. And I love that till this day. I have no idea what happens, but it looks like this bitch explodes. Yeah, I think so. And blood splatters everywhere. But I don't know... Because I would think, I think she explodes, but I also think it looks, it always looked to me like one of the hazmat guys had like a, like maybe a stick device that like they, they zap you with that makes you explode mm. or like, I don't know. I and No, I think thing. she was, I think she was meant to just explode, but I mean, I don't know. They could, we could come up with any of the, you know, like they leave it open for our interpretation i love that because my mind just goes to the worst places it possibly can so poor marlena because she should have just left she's not in the subway with these people and then she's not getting bitten and this doesn't happen to her and they get to live a little bit longer um yeah poor marlena d e a d dead she is gone uh, the army dudes pull HUD, Lily, Rob in the hallway. There's nothing you could do. There's nothing you could do for her. It's over. The army guy tells him, listen, if you want to save your friend, I'm not going to stop you, but you got to know the government is considering the hammer down protocol. They're willing to let this whole area go. Hmm. Rob says midtown. The army guy goes, no, Manhattan. Whoa. He says, we're taking one last shot at this thing. If it doesn't work, we're leveling the whole goddamn city. I love that they have, I don't love it, but it freaks me out that they have a protocol for this in place. The hammer down, like it has a name, like there's White. probably a, a booklet describing it. There's been a training. They've all been trained. They all know what it is. Yeah. And here we are just going to work like dickheads. He tells them they got choppers coming. Last one leaves at 0600. That's 6 a.m. If you don't follow military time. <laughs> if you make it there, they will get you out. He lets them out on 58th Street. They start freaking the hell out, trying to figure out what happened to Marlena. HUD gets upset. Lily comforts him. Rob's like, uh, I got to go. They go with him. They're running down the street. Manhattan is evacuated. Streets are empty. Lights are off. Papers are falling from the sky. And there's a lone horse with an empty carriage walking by this poor horse. 
Yeah, it's very creepy looking too. That, mm-hmm. that shot. It's very Escape from New York looking, actually. Mm-hmm. They arrive at Beth's building and it's pushed over, leaning onto another building. She lives on the 39th floor. They don't know how they're going to get up there. And HUD's like, just go up the other building and climb onto the roof and cross over. Rob loves the idea. No, HUD. No, HUD. Yeah, HUD immediately regrets it. No one ever listens to me ever. And now, of course, they listen to me. It's such an awful plan. Uh, going the buildings leaning on, on the other building, you have to know that the power is going to be out before you go in there. Um, yeah, this just are you going up into that building, Sean? Beth, you're just gonna have to, you're just gonna have to work it out somehow. There's no way. How do you? If you're Rob, if I'm Rob and I'm already like, yeah, I don't know. You always want to. Yes. Yes, I would. Would you try? Would you try for your love? Would you go up in the building? (sighs) Man, (laughs) man, for my love? Sure. If I'm HUD? No. Well, okay. So the rest of them, no. The rest of them, no. No. For him, yes. They just told you they're going to obliterate. So at least now. At least now we know that they're going to obliterate Manhattan, right? So if they can get to her and she's, they can get her out from where she is, they believe they'll save her life because then they'll get them to the rendezvous point. There's another Star Wars reference that I just threw in there. And, and everyone can get out of there and be okay. So I guess now it starts to make a little more sense because there's a... There's a goal. Like, what was the goal before? He was just going to go get her, and then they were also going to run around and try not to get stomped on by a monster? Yeah, now they know to get the hell out of there. Right, now they know we got this timing, and we got to grab her, and if she's gone, she's gone, but we at least tried. Uh, Hud and Lily, they're the homies. They are with Rob till the end. Mm, mm. Good for them. The elevator doesn't work. They take the stairs. HUD once again entertains himself by discussing the events. He asks, if they saw the army guys' faces, they have no idea what's going on. <gasps> Unless they're in on it. Mm. HUD says, maybe the government made this thing. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe on purpose. Rob's like, does that matter right now? HUD's like, yeah, it matters. I need to talk about something or otherwise I'm going to shit my pants in the stairwell. Mm. They get to the 57th floor, and we hear the wind blowing loudly. And these are the most in shape 20-somethings in all in all of Manhattan. They get up to the top. None of them are, like, keeled over, huffing and puffing. She took her heels off. Yeah, took her heels off. That's it. And then and they just they go up, and they go back. They do this whole adventure. They go back down, and, like... My God, I can't. I'd be like 10 floors up, Sean, and most people. Out of this plan. Just take me to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. They walk into the apartment. We see the crash site where the building is slammed into the other one. Lily's freaking out. Rob assesses the situation like, we can do this. Lays out his plan on how they're going to cross the roof of the collapsed building, holding on the pipes and air conditioners, and he makes his way out the window onto the roof of this collapsed building. As does Lily, as does HUD. HUD puts the camera on himself and says, if this is the last thing you see, it means I died. 
He <laughs> makes his way onto the roof. Now they're 59 stories above Manhattan, walking on a roof of a building that's collapsed into another one. And of course, something makes a lot of noise and comes rolling off the building right in front of them and scares the crap out of everybody. And of course, like the door just opens up fine. Like it, it gets it's not, to the other it's, building. Yeah, it's not jammed up. Yeah. No, no. They're okay. Military planes are flying loudly overhead. They make it safely into the other building. Rob is screaming for Beth. He breaks into her house. He finds her. She's impaled through the shoulder by a metal pipe thing sticking out of the cement, part of the thing that holds up the building. I don't know. I'm not a goddamn construction worker. Mm -hmm. Beth is unconscious. Rob wakes her up. They're happy to see each other. She goes, you came back for me. Oh, mm. he says, sorry, I took so long. Oh, she says, it's okay. They then pull her body off this thing she's impaled by. She's in pain, but she's free. They make their way back out to the other building, back downstairs. We hear a noise. It's the monster. HUD points the camera right at it. We get this dope shot of it. It seems to be heading right towards HUD. Mm -hmm. they continue their escape they go back out the roof 59 stories above manhattan with just like nothing to hold on to you're just i would be throwing up i don't even think my body would allow me to walk out onto the roof and they don't even stop for one moment to find out if travis is okay like where where's travis is he okay ah, they don't give it they're hot man you know rob hopes he's under the rest of that fucking wall I kind of hope that like Travis would have just walked out of the kitchen at that point and been like, hey, babe, we're out of peanut butter or something. <laughs> like just something dumb. <laughs> like Travis is there. <laughs> just completely clueless to what's going on. <laughs> just hanging out, being Travis. While they're up on the roof, these giant army planes fly overhead past them and the monster is right there. They are bombing the crap out of it and the monster screams. They run down the stairwell and they get stopped by one of them little goblin monster bugs from Starship Troopers. Rob grabs an axe from the firebox and nails the creature with it. HUD films the thing flopping around with the axe stuck in it. Miraculously, they make it out of the building, back down to the street to catch the choppers and get the hell out of there. They're so lucky there wasn't any acid blood in that thing. Hey. Right? If they had done that, then they would be. But I also love that these these Manhattanites. It's just easy for them to go up and down a gazillion flights of steps, and then swing an axe perfectly in one shot and kill a creature. Like it's all pretty amazing. They're fit. They're in shape. That's why he's going to Japan. He's ready. He's ready to go. They're running through the streets. Missiles are flying above their heads, crashing into buildings. We hear the creature yelling. HUD turns the camera, and there it is once again, clear as day, screaming, enormous arms and legs, almost this like bony structure with ribs and hip bones protruding out of it. They run for it as they're running. HUD turns the camera, and we see a tank shooting the monster, and then it gets crushed by the monster's foot. They're running to the choppers. They make it. They take Lily in a separate chopper. They leave Rob and Beth and HUD. Rob and Beth embrace. They have a long kiss. And we hear more explosions. And there it is, right next to them, screaming. Another chopper lands. They hop in and take off. And the Army guys say they're starting the bomb run. And, and they're also, like, all over Manhattan. Like very fast, they're all like they're the Spring Street Station, and then they're back in Midtown, and they're just 
man, they are flying all over the city. They're covering they're... a lot of sp- t- space real quickly. Yeah, I think they just had to kind of squeeze in because there's that one shot of him. They just showed the creature, and I think it's like over like the New York Public Library, which is kind of really ornate structure. And they they were just it seems like they were just trying to get in kind of cool shots of of buildings that people would know because no one outside of New York is going to know or care. Like it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an astronomical amount of ground that they're covering in a, in a day, let alone you know just on foot frantically and then up how many flights of steps and back down again but the chopper takes off hud is filming we see a car get thrown across the street and explode they're flying above the city hud is freaking out he's filming the monster tearing up manhattan this is so dope the creature is lurching around it's annoyed hud looks up and there's the bomber plane it carpet bombs the monster it hits it the monster falls the army guys are screaming target down hud is screaming they hit it yeah yeah that's the shit right there and immediately out of the smoke jumps the monster screaming hits the helicopter they're in which is now crashing to the ground alarms mm-hmm. in the chopper are going off they're spinning out of control everyone is screaming this is an absolute fucking nightmare <laughs> hud's pleading for his life the whole way down the chopper crashes quickly the camera cuts to a glimpse of beth and rob again at coney island the cam cuts back to the destruction of the chopper but the camera's not moving it's just pointed at this broken part of the chopper mm-hmm. we hear a message come over the radio target still active initiate hammer down protocol 15 minutes sirens sound two minutes out if you hear the sirens you're in the blast zone hmm. the camera begins moving robin beth and hud are all alive they get out of the chopper we see the pilots of the helicopter dead they pull rob out of the wreckage his leg is messed up hud puts down the camera to help rob We see army jets top speed flying toward manhattan we hear bombs going off the fight is still happening Mm-hmm. And those sirens, Sean, that was an, an addition that was brought on p- partly because Spielberg saw an early cut of the movie because he's connected with J.J. Abrams and said that he thought there should be some way for people to know that the monster is going down and that they're going to take it out. So they they kind of took that idea and ran with we'll have this sort of countdown in these and these sirens um, towards the end, and then after this moment, too. I love that Spielberg had a hand in this movie. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. They pick Rob up. They begin walking away. Hutter runs back to grab the camera. Rob and Beth turn and scream, and boom, there it is. A monster. Mm -hmm. Is this the monster, or is this another monster? Because the army is currently fighting the monster, I think, over there, not right. where they are here. I do right, and also, yeah, I, this this I, one is not as big as the so, other one. Well, I feel like this one isn't this one bigger than the other one. Well, the other one's like up the side of a building, like it's 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 half. When I, they show it rampaging through the city, its hands are like scraping down the sides of buildings. I feel one is a baby and one is a like parent monster. Right. So we promised we'd get into a little bit of monster stuff, but that's what uh, Matt Reeves says that it's a baby monster. 
he he says it's only one monster okay but that it's a baby and on the making of they do talk about it being a baby and that it's um that it's rampaging around because it's upset and it's sort of throwing a temper tantrum and it's trying to find a parent um and then we see one in another movie that's much larger than this right we could get into that but um i don't know we we'll, we're almost done and then we can kind of discuss our ideas on these monsters monster hud stops dead in his tracks and goes oh no and films in marvel at this gigantic creature it's got the same long arms and legs but also looks like it has like mini arms hanging off the midsection yeah it has these breathing sacks on the head that like engorge and deflate Robin Beth is screaming at Hud to get out of there, but he is frozen in shock. The monster spots Hud, looks directly in his eyes. Hud lets out a final whimper as he's looking this horrifying creature right in its face. Takes a sniff and crunch. Opens his mouth and takes a bite out of poor Hud. We see the camera briefly filming inside its mouth as it's eating Hud. We hear a crunch, a snap, a break, and HUD and the camera begin falling out of the monster's mouth. The camera lands and right in front of it, so does HUD's dead body. We hear the monster walk away. Rob is screaming for HUD, running to help him, but HUD is dead. Bummer. I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, Robin. you thought they were making it out. I didn't think anybody was making it out alive. Oh, you didn't think anybody was making it out? Yeah, yeah. No. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know they were going to kill Hud. Poor Hud. Rob takes the camera. Him and Beth are running through Central Park. We hear bombs going off. The monster screaming. They take safety under a small overpass. They can't believe everyone is dead. Beth wants to go. Rob says there's nowhere to go. If we wait here, they'll find us. Beth says they can't stay there. We hear the monster getting bombed. We hear it screaming. Rob faces the camera to himself. We hear the bomb sirens go off. The Spielberg bomb sirens go off <laughs> rob gets visibly shaken up by this he says my name is robert hawkins 6 a.m saturday may 23rd approximately seven hours ago something attacked the city i don't know what it is if you found this tape if you're watching this right now then you probably know more than i do whatever it is killed my brother jason hawkins my best friend hud and marlena and many others We've crashed here in Central Park, taken shelter under this bridge. The military has begun bombing the creature, and we're caught in the middle. Puts the camera on Beth. She's upset. She doesn't know what to say. Rob says, tell him who you are, crying. She says, my name is Elizabeth McIntyre. I don't know why this is happening, but we're going to wait here until this passes. In the background, we hear the Spielberg alarms going off. Shit is about to go down. She says, Rob, we're going to wait here and kablooey mm. gigantic explosion we hear the monster screaming bricks and stone are falling all around rob and beth rob says beth look at me i love you she says i love you and kablooey again another gigantic explosion how goddamn tragic could you imagine your last moments of your life on camera like this and uh, to get found by some like government agency to be put in a confidential file yeah the camera pauses and cuts back to the video of Beth and Rob at Coney Island. 
date on the bottom of the camera says April 27th, 6 p.m. So this is very, very cool. And I really hope you caught this. And I really hope everybody who's seen this movie caught it. And if you did not catch it, then I hope this blows your goddamn mind. The camera's filming the water. They're looking out of the Coney Island Wonder Wheel or whatever ride they're on. On the right side of the screen, you see a boat in the water. If you keep your eye on the boat, do you know where I'm going with this, Vertebrae? Okay. Oh, absolutely. This, okay, is the, okay. this is the most famous Easter egg in this movie. Okay, good, yeah, good. good. Oh, one. man, I was, I was hoping you had no idea that I was about to blow your brains uh, out. Of no, I have if a few keep, theories. <laughs> if you keep your eye on the boat to the left, just a tad, the camera, while the camera's overlooking the water, Rob and Beth are talking, and the camera beeps. The second the camera beeps, if you look out into the ocean, a little bit left of the boat in the water, something falls out of the sky and into the ocean. It happens mm -hmm. really quick, but it does happen. It's so cool. It's so creepy. What is this thing? Is this how our monster arrives, perhaps? Uh, well, I guess it's the time to get into it. For, well, first, well, we're going to, we, I mean, we're right here. Let's just, let's just, Rob tells Beth they're almost out of the tape. They got three seconds left. He asks what she wants to say. She says, I had a good day. The camera zooms in on her face, pauses, cuts to black. The background returns saying, property, U.S. government, do not duplicate. Roll mm -hmm. credits. Woof. The end. Until... Sort of. Yeah. So uh, so in they do roll the credits with no music. It is creepy. It is eerie as hell. And I dig the hell out of that. Well, then um, the music kicks on in the credits. Yeah, so, so... so then the music uh, does kick on. But what I love is that, like, you watch these kids live. You watch these kids die. There's no explanation. There's no closure. There's no mm -hmm. victory speech from the president. There's no dead monster. You do not know the outcome of this movie. It's like the thing, and I love it. Mm -hmm. but as what was up? Was up? I was saying, as you like to do, but wait, there's more. Because well, first, you... when we get yep. the uh, score kicks in. And that was uh, the song's called Roar or Cloverfield's Overture by Michael Giacchino. So we know Michael Giacchino from his ba the Batman score that he does later with Matt Reeves. And he did Plan A movies and uh, Rogue One and a bunch of other movies. So he's a pretty great composer. So this was the only song in the film because the rest of it is them filming it. So um, we can put that on the on our playlist. If it's available. I hope it's available. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if you sit through the credits, eventually some music does kick in this song that you're talking about. They roll the credits, all the people involved with the movie. But if you wait till the very end of the credits when the music fades out, you hear a staticky radio transmission come back. You hear heavy breathing. And very faintly, you hear someone who sounds like they're about to die say something. Mm -hmm. It kind of sounds like it's still alive. And then the radio transmission cuts out. Yeah, it's well, it's help us, and then in reverse, it's it's still alive. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah I didn't, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So it's help us, kind of broken up, but it could sound like that in the beginning, forward too. And then if I guess people would reverse the audio online, this was this and the thing crashing the water were the kind of two big 
Easter eggs for this movie when it came out. They they had also had like alternate endings where they uh, they showed them running to the Coney Island train instead, and they kind of stopped that. They didn't like that as much. Um, and then there was another version where there was quick flips to stuff where the camera was like rescued, where they were rescued or cleaned off. And then cut out. And I know you are a fan of detective-y things. And I Mm -hmm. was like, ooh, I bet he loves the part, like, thinking, oh, they found the camera. Like, you bet, like, the kids are vaporized. They're gone. The camera's Mm -hmm. still there miraculously somehow. And, like, they found it. And, like, it's, it's a point. It's like, it's like the penis in Fight Club where it's, like, it's a point second of a flip. But you know you saw it. And like you're like, oh man, did they find? Did they find mm-hmm. the? Ca- I mean, that's that's how they got all this info. That's how they're showing it to us. But like you think about the investigation, and like, right? Is it is it the government? Like they're like, we got to find this and hide this, and nobody like knows that like we're in on mm-hmm. it or whatever. Uh, yeah, really, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Nothing anyone says about it can make me doubt it or dislike it. Uh, as a monster fiend, this is like the perfect movie to me and like yeah i love the little the little games they played leading up to it and the things afterwards and like the little hints and the credits and just everything about it uh i i love i love all of it uh there's no inkling of an idea of anything of how it happened what who where when why how none of it the movie starts this thing happens the movie ends the end like i love it right and we and it's left for us to dig into it and dig around it. So, the the viral marketing that they did for this kind of all led to, um, you know, people speculating: is this extraterrestrial? JJ um, Abrams denied that and said that the object falling into the ocean was actually Japanese government a satellite from the Japanese government that's falling into the ocean. A lot of people thought that that the slushel corporation opened up a crevasse that that let out this creature right so like Um, the upside down or something yeah jj always said it right it wasn't an alien creature that it was a prehistoric creature that lived in the depths of of the earth so that's something goes with him wanting to make this godzilla movie so we have him saying this on record record and um the one we see they say is a baby even though it's a thousands it's thousands of years old uh but then but then for the 15th anniversary which we're on now Matt Reeves is interviewed and he says that we see it crashing to the earth in the end scene movie and the footage on the Ferris wheel is actually the beginning of this baby being on the earth so he still says it's a baby so we have jj the producer saying came from the depths of the ocean this is the idea i had for this movie matt Reeves, the director saying no it came from mm-hmm. space okay so I don't, I don't, and then we have sequels that should sort of try to fill in those blanks and paradox tr- tries to i think take both those series the theories and roll them together um i remember one came out right after a super bowl and I was like, oh, no way. After the Super Bowl, they're going to drop a new Cloverfield. So I got so stoked and I watched it. And I, yeah, I, 
maybe I need to watch it again, but I was like, man, this mm. is this is not even close to what I well, thought. We can get it. I don't know if we should get into it on. Maybe we. I mean, we could do a few minutes on it if you wanted. If wanted, you if we, want to, I mean, if we give I don't, people I a spoiler, but yeah. um, but I want to say there's a theory online, and I subscribed to this theory before I knew it was a theory online to you that there was actually more than one monster, and and. We have the tail that crashes across the bridge. We have the one that's rampaging through the city. It's as tall as buildings. It's knocking off the Statue of Liberty head. And then we have the one in the park over HUD that just doesn't look as big. It looks a little bit different. I know they say it's the same creature, but I it makes it feel like if I had to say baby, and just what you said, that that's the baby, and that's the mom separated from the baby that's rampaging mm. through the city. It just seems for something that doesn't fly too. It's all over the place very quickly. And they're attacking it in the background in the city part, but we're in the park and he's it's suddenly in the park as well. So that, that's definitely weird. I, I think, you know, Obviously, this movie's completely shrouded in mystery because they wanted it leading into it. What does it look like? And and they even the that poster that you have for Cloverfield. There's a weird shape in the smoke. So over the damaged New York City, you can take that image and you could copy and paste it and flip it, and it makes the shape of the creature in there um which is which is kind of cool there are also i promised you a few cameos so there's a 1954 film called them which we will 100 percent talk about because this is probably the movie that james cameron borrowed from the most when he made aliens there's our teaser for whenever we get to aliens Maybe the most and maybe a little too much for my liking at certain points. But there are snippets cut into this movie. So there's a scene of the giant ants cut in like a, you know, it's not going to be a second, whatever they splice in there, in there. And you could freeze it and see it. Um, there's a second cameo when they escape the tunnels. You'll see a quick flash of the. Uh, beast from 20,000 fathoms from 1953 and then there's a king kong one that kind of pops up right after the monster lunges at the helicopter there's there's freeze frames of it online and you can see the king the 1933 classic king kong shot that they spliced into it so they wait they spliced these movies into yeah just one frame so you've got to pause it to see it, but you'll see King Kong. You'll see the beast from 20,000 fathoms and, a, and um, one of the giant ants from them. I had no idea. Yeah. So they were, they were, you know, as I've said on other podcasts, when they talk about people messing with us, they were messing with us the entire time while they were making this film and creating this aura around it. Um, but I don't know, Sean. Two monsters sounds plausible to me. In this movie, in Cloverfield, you yes. think there were two monsters. I 100% think there were two different. Whether they say it or not, I'm saying there were two different monsters. Because strictly for the fact that they were bombing one over there and then HUD got eaten by this one over here. Like, that mm -hmm. says it all for me. Right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. This movie 
we didn't get into all the little bits of of kind of their marketing and how and how they went about it and their promotion of this movie but um i think this movie still holds up it's an easy watch if you can get past the jittery camera-ness of it and i think that dissipates as the movie goes on it's a lot in the beginning and you gotta kind of get used to it and even when I was watching it for the first time in a while for this at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, like, OK. And then you you sort of get used to it, but also they just stop doing it as much, I think. Um, and I don't know we could talk for a couple minutes about the so there were two sequels. But the rumor is there's going to be another one that's going to come out. That's a direct sequel. That's the th- this sounds like what I wanted those to be. Mm-hmm. yeah so there was 10 cloverfield lane with john goodman which, which was good i didn't yeah. hate i didn't hate that one right and then i there's saw the that Clover- in theaters i think oh yeah oh, okay. i'm pretty sure i did yeah because of and how much Clo- i loved cloverfield right and the cloverfield paradox which was a netflix straight to netflix that's the one that came out that as made. the super bowl right so and that has a lot of things in it that are trying to tie up things here and in 10 and kind of roll them together i I, maybe we shouldn't get into it i think we should just let the original live on its own i think now that i think about it if you want to write in and mention it to us fine i mean can i just say can you just you can say the spoiler part at at the end where like okay so if you haven't seen cloverfield paradox yet stop what you're doing yeah tune in next week or jump to the end we'll say goodbye to you but at the end of Cloverfield Paradox, there is a shot of the a bigger version of this monster from Cloverfield. They show you what you were waiting the entire goddamn movie to see. They don't show till the very last tenth of a second. And it is like a glimpse of the Cloverfield monster, but a bigger version mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Well, there's they're they're playing a lot with uh split realities. The reason I like I enjoyed that movie is because it has a little bit of event horizon feel to it. It's got a little bit of cosmic horror to it as well. And it it's playing with that, you know, opening up another dimension stuff and what reality they're in and not in. And it's certainly if you're going to play in that world, you then could have 10 Cloverfield Lane exist in one parallel universe as the original Cloverfield and it was all created by this paradox, which is the prequel kind of to the other ones. So like they opened this door and like it went down because they opened this door and then we get the original Cloverfield and another parallel universe where we get 10 Cloverfield Lane, which spoilers for that movie too. Eventually we get to some sort of like, you know, space creatures in that. So, um, I think Paradox was trying to fit the other two and that one together and trying to find a way. So if we go like a multiverse type thing with it, there's an easy way to kind of tie or they felt there was an easy way to kind of tie it together. Um, I kind of just wanted to stand alone the same way I wanted kind of like Halloween one to stand alone and just be like its own thing and be like, what the hell happened? What did I just see? What's what's the resolution? And there just is none and nothing happens. But then, like, right. But that being said, you love Halloween, too. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because they right. didn't do Halloween two paradox. Like they just gave me Halloween two, like which is right. what I wanted was Cloverfield two, and I didn't. I got Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, for you, I'll watch it again. For you, you think you'll try? You'll try it. Depending, well, I want to see what this new Cloverfield is like because if this blows them all out the water, then we could just talk about that one. But yeah, if well, you like it, I'll, I'll check it out. We could text maybe, about it and laugh. Maybe this will be our first hate mail. Maybe. Maybe like people will be like, he liked Paradox. Loser. I will say, I don't know, but I also, you know, was sick leading into us recording this and and what and shotgunning these movies. So who knows? But I do love, I love me some cosmic horror, Sean. So that's where, <laughs> if you roll it in there, yes, cool you're right. But, you're right. Do you but, have all uh, your bits for Cloverfield? I do. I think all the bits we need to get. I think we hit all the big notes on this one. Everyone go out and get a slusho while they listen to this. And I hope you live a long time and keep you nice and healthy. And I just want to say I appreciate anyone and everyone listening to this podcast. Please write a review if you can or rate us because it does push us up these mysterious charts and helps more people find us easily when they search or search on youtube too if you watch it more there um i appreciate it i have started to look at the numbers and watch them kind of go up a little meaning more people are listening and it just when i see people are listening to older episodes i get super excited that it's the first time somebody's listening to the color out of space episode or we had more listeners on Krampus and it was that time of year. So I, I just appreciate it. Feel free to write in, ask us anything. You can talk about older episodes if you want. Um, everything's on the table. If you send us an email, we appreciate it. Send us stuff on social media. And it's just We're about awesome. to dip in. I'm warming up the hand. I'm warming up the sack. Oh hand. boy. It's, Here we go. It's, fi- it's getting fired up in 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 one week from now, depending on when you're mm-hmm. listening. The next in Madness Monday, I'm dipping this hand deep, deep, deep down into the mail sack. We will be reading your emails on the show. Don't forget, we are on the socials: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Threads at In Madness Pod, Mail Sack, In Madness Pod at gmail.com. Talk about anything ask us about anything you want subscribe to the youtube you can watch this podcast you can listen to this podcast check out the spotify playlist which i if i can find the one song that was on this cloverfield soundtrack i will add that as well uh happy in madness monday if you're listening on in madness monday or any day of the week tell your friends spread the madness throughout the world uh we love doing this show we want to do more cool new things perhaps some merch in order i was hanging out cleaning up christmas gifts smoking bowls getting ideas texting vertebrae about t-shirt ideas he was laughing at me uh yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get we'll perhaps we get some merch in order for uh for those listening throughout the world and uh yeah our next episode they're not all long ones if you're new to the family if you're new here uh we do little shorties and our next one will be maybe a shorty depending on how these reviews go it might end up going as long as a cloverfield episode so well, we any got some uh, in or what? we got some i uh itunes or apple reviews to read too that i'm gonna read um no just if you want to support me vertebrae 33 you can buy by buying merch i have my merch line at all hot topic stores as well as online and i have my own store where i sell some stuff too uh, we will eventually in 2024 have 
we should never have merch and i could just keep mentioning it for years and years in the podcast but we will eventually have merch we just have to kind of figure out how we're going to do it and um and that's it i appreciate everyone listening and that's it sean i think we're good what do you think you ready to take a break and then come back and read some mail down the line yeah let's do it we'll see you for episode what is it 23.5 of in madness pod 